This is The Good, the Bad, and the Ugly of Writing in Academia, a podcast where three writing nerds discuss the joys and jitters of writing in a research context. And today uh, we're going to talk about how to actually get some writing done when you're writing. (laughs) (laughs) And this is a a topic I think that haunts many people. And increasingly so in these these days where where there are so many distractions around us every time. Mm -hmm. So what we're going to talk about is focus and uh, distractions, as you're probably aware, uh, they come in various forms. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'd like to start with a quote uh, by Winston Churchill who said that You will never reach your destination if you stop and throw stones at every dog that barks. That makes me so sad that people would throw stones at dogs. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I get the metaphor, but that makes me sad. I don't mean if you're throwing stones at dogs, but can you? (laughs) I I totally do. I totally do. I I think the message is clear, but I I haven't heard it. Mm -hmm. Now it's new to me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But you, you get distracted? And when you're writing or... Uh, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. All the time. Emails. Uh, and I, I think, uh, yeah, just pling and I need to go in and check. And I answer emails also immediately sometimes. Uh, so I do get distracted. I do that too. Yeah. I mean, you, you get these uh, bings every time yeah. an email comes in. And even though you decided you should do something else, you, mm-hmm. you will yeah, check, check that mail. Yeah. I find I let myself become distracted every time I hit some sort of like obstacle in my writing. Mm-hmm. Like if something is hard, I'm like, oh, I'm just going to do something else for a second. Mm. The problem is that something else is normally something unproductive mm-hmm. and that is a black hole of time and then my focus goes out the window. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I do. Uh, I have problems. I get distracted mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for sure. Mm-hmm. So those distractions, they come in, in many different shapes. And, and today I think they come in more shapes than they, they did before. Yeah, they're sort of being connected. Exactly. Uh, so on, Think, on yeah. top of all the old-fashioned distractions at the office, you have all the gadgets mm. mm-hmm. and the information flow that is flowing over you uh, mm. all the time. Uh, so today, uh, let's talk about possible strategies to avoid those distractions and actually focus your writing time on, on writing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the first uh, question, the central thing here is to... Uh, uh, f- well, I mean, why is focus important at mm-hmm. all? I mean, if you take some time to uh, check your emails, for example, the total time you spend writing could be the same. Yeah. yeah. So is it really a problem? And I like to see this as a picture, and unfortunately I can't show it here. No, this is radio. No, not uh, radio. <laughs> so I'll have to try to explain it's the a picture new medium. <laughs> that I'm looking at in mm. my mind here. Uh, but uh, hopefully you can understand. If you, if you try to imagine a curve that shows your focus as a function of time, uh, when you sit down to rise, write, it will rise for a while. Uh, it will take a while, and then mm-hmm. it will level out at a, at a level where you are. I'm picturing it. Focusing, yeah. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So that's when you're in the flow. And it, it can take about maybe 20 minutes to really get into a task mm-hmm. after you started. And the problem is this. Uh, when you are interrupted, say that uh, you're a PhD student, your supervisor comes into the office and says... Uh, how about if you could uh, help out with this undergraduate uh, mm. lab class? <clears throat> and then you sit down, discuss this for a minute or two. When you go back to the writing task, mm. you've lost 
where you were. You, you don't have the focus there. Mm. And then you have to start uh, working up that focus again. So there goes another 20 minutes before you're up to speed. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so now, the cur- instead of looking like a steady curve, it will look like a sawtooth. And uh, there's very little time uh, in this curve where you're in the flow, where mm. you're working efficiently. Uh, so what happens is that uh, these interruptions, they replace productive time with setup time. Mm. And I can imagine that that's um, a very, that's important because I, I've read somewhere that uh, the average office worker, perhaps not in academia, but the average office worker is distracted every third minute. That's yeah. nuts. I mean, I believe yeah. it, but yeah. like, yeah. what a horrible strategy for office culture exactly. yeah. to yeah. let that happen. To, to have that, yeah. So, and, and there's, a, there's more. So David Rock, the author of the book Your Brain at Work, uh, says that a University of London study found that being always connected, so then maybe you're not distracted uh, by someone actually knocking on your door, uh, but you're distracted by emails or you're distracted by Facebook or or now Snapchat, which, which has this sort of, uh, you, if you have the sound on there, uh, mm-hmm. maybe for the kids out there, uh, I have Snapchat as well, mm-hmm. so so that happens. Uh, in another podcast, I had my phone uh, ringing, my son <laughs> called me, so, so that can happen. Um, and uh, he says then, uh, in Your Brain at Work that this University of London study said that uh, staying connected like that impacts your IQ equivalent to losing a night's sleep or taking up marijuana. Mm-hmm. And we wouldn't recommend that, would we? No, no, we don't recommend so that. So you don't only, not only do you lose valuable time, you also get stupid when yeah. you're interrupted. <laughs> yeah. 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 It takes longer to make the thoughts go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so what we want, I think I, this sort of idea of uh, intrinsic motivation too from pedagogy where you know you have you want something you're motivated and this is the sort of voluntary focus Mm -hmm. we want to be focused this is uh, this is what we want to do and so that's uh, that type of focus is goal oriented and you use your background knowledge what's the stuff you've read uh, to stay on track this is from psychology they call it bot or top-down focus or voluntary focus Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh you you sort of um, stay on track when you're in that zone. So it's sort of like flow uh, in a way. Mm-hmm. But then you have bottom-up focus, and this, these are our interruptions. This is the sort of stimulus-driven focus. And this can be a villain then. Uh, and it happens when something else sort of happens. And it's this sort of a fight or flight thing. So, you know, we're, we're geared to the, uh, towards sort of listening to this or paying attention to this, but it, because the, it could be dangerous. The fire alarm goes off. For exactly. Example, yeah. You know, when something, a sound uh, comes in and uh, we then need to suppress that sound because it could mean danger. And so this is the fight or flight uh, thing. So we need to sort of control our mind to shut out the stimulus driven focus or the bottom up focus. But this is really difficult to do. So, so. if I understand this correctly, voluntary focus is the thing that you choose to focus yeah. on, yeah. the thing that you want to pay attention yeah. to. And stimulus driven focus is something that pulls your attention mm-hmm. that you can't really help because no. it's a loud noise or a bright light yeah. or something catches your attention yeah. like that. Okay. Yeah. And if it's a fire alarm, I think it's it probably makes sense pay to pay attention, attention to it. To it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So 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 it's a good thing in a sense. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but there are so many other things that you should not pay attention to, at least if you have decided that you you want to write. Exactly. I think yeah. it's really important to to think about this also in terms of, you know, if if we are writing as something that we see as an integrated part of what we do, 
in our academic work, mm-hmm. then we have voluntary focus, I think. Mm. But if we, like me when I was a PhD student, like many STEM PhD students, science, technology, engineering, math PhD students that I've talked to, the writing is like a, th- a chore at the end. And we all know how much focus we have on mm. chores that we mm. don't want to do. Mm. So I feel like an important element of this idea of focus is 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 understanding how to integrate writing into your own practice. Yeah. It will be much more difficult if you see writing as something that is like an unnecessary evil at the end. Because it won't be voluntary focus. Exactly. It'll be so much harder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So just give in. Just give in. <laughs> just yeah. try to take. stop fighting it. Learn to love it. It's yeah. like <laughs> it's learn to love the process. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And try to take control over your writing instead of your writing taking control over you. Totally. Mm. Totally. Totally. Mm. So part mm-hmm. of this is uh, uh, learning how to handle these different kinds of distractions yeah. that we that we encounter. Mm. And I, there are basically two different kinds of uh, interruptions that you encounter. Uh, one is external mm-hmm. uh, interruptions, people coming into your office asking about stuff, uh, for example, a fire alarm going mm-hmm. off or something. Uh, and then you have uh, self-inflicted uh, interruptions, which includes, for example, checking your email, uh, checking your social media, uh, going online to check facts, mm-hmm. things that might seem like uh, you know a writing task, mm-hmm. uh, at least related to, mm-hmm. to writing, mm-hmm. but really isn't mm-hmm. writing. And then you have, I think, uh, at least I have these self-inflicted interruptions uh, that come along when I've had a certain amount of flow, but I've sort of exhausted my writing yeah. potential. <laughs> yeah. And and then I start thinking about something else that I'm interested in. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I find that my uh, mind wanders over to handball, for instance. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I start thinking about that and possible ways of, uh, uh, of um, coaching <laughs> in handball <laughs> or whatever. Uh, and then uh, I think it might be a good idea to get up and, and just uh, go for a short walk. I find sometimes that my mind wanders back mm-hmm. to the writing task or, or to what I was thinking about. And come actually, I come up with new ideas. Mm. I feel like there's also, I don't know, I can't give you any sort of reference for this, but I, I have this sense that I've learned about a psychological phenomenon that, that has to do with that, like taking a break. Mm-hmm giving your mind a chance to subconsciously process something that's just mm. happened mm. rather than like if you say sort of think if I have 40 hours to do something, mm. choosing to look at it as five eight-hour chunks, like four, five work days mm. spread in, you know, broken down into two four-hour chunks each rather than saying, all right, I'm just going to like power through mm. for 40 hours mm. because y- y- ugh, you need a break. Mm. Yeah. And you do good work when you start thinking about something else. Yeah, when you when you're not typing, you can you're still working on the writing problems. Sub- I mean, when you're subconsciously, yeah. yeah. When you're in line for the bus, or yeah. you know, you, there are some kinds of writing problems that you can work on more at ease mm-hmm. when you when you're in a situation like this. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so the sort of you know the self inflicted my mind wandering uh, mm-hmm. can be a signal that I need a break. But then yeah. there are other self inflicted like checking my mail that may not be. I mean, Probably maybe yes. yeah, more yeah. problematic because I'm actually in in the zone. Yeah. <laughs> or you're choosing to not let yourself get into flow, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. you're not really engaged in the in writing task. Doing, no. mm. You have low voluntary focus. Mm. So I think it boils down to time management, really. It's mm. it's 
it's about, I mean, you need to take a break. So yeah. you should plan your time. When do I write uh, most efficiently? Mm. Uh, possibly where do I write mm. most efficiently? How long uh, can I spend writing before mm-hmm. I need to take a break? Mm-hmm. And what do I use the, the time when I'm taking a break for? I mean, maybe I can do some useful stuff then. Mm-hmm. If we start to look at those external interruptions, I know people disturbing you in the office for example (laughs) yeah so is there any way that we can handle those i avoid them i mean when i if i have to write or if i say have to write feedback to my students i will do it at home yeah i don't go to the office no and i don't answer my phone i just i i avoid i love my office i love my colleagues Mm -hmm. i love we get into these amazing conversations and they can go on and on and on and people come over and they ask you cool questions and Mm. It, it completely kills my voluntary focus because I I want to engage with this you other thing that's that, super yeah. cool and mm. I can always write later. Yeah. Even if I like what I'm doing, I don't always love writing feedback because it takes a lot of mental energy. Yeah. I like giving feedback. It's not mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just sometimes have to say, guys, I'm not, I'm not going to see you for a couple of days because I need to focus on this yeah. thing. Yeah, for me, it's very difficult to write in the office because, yeah. I mean, I have other obligations than just, you know... Um, as a professor, you, mm, you're doing a million definitely. different uh, things. Mm. People come into your office all the time. So I have to move out of the office in, in order to do uh, useful uh, work mm. uh, where I need to focus. And writing mm. is, is uh, one of those tasks. Mm-hmm. Uh, but if you don't have the, you know, if you, if you can't choose to work outside of the office, maybe you can feel what the office feels like at different times of day. Are there mm. times when the office is less busy? Mm-hmm. Uh, when your colleagues are doing uh, stuff elsewhere, or sleeping, that, yeah, or sleeping, yeah, <laughs> or sleeping, you come in very early. That, that's one way to do it. If you if mm. you uh, come into the office or even uh, ride at home, yeah. I had a lab mate uh, who used to do that. He used to come to, to the he used to come to the lab at like seven in the morning, I think, sometimes. And mm-hmm. he said he got great work done for that first two hours mm-hmm. because there was nobody there to bug him. Right. And then you can also perhaps, I mean, if you're a PhD student, for instance, and you share an office with, with a, another PhD student, maybe you can uh, make agreements. You know, mm-hmm. uh, this is our writing time. So we'll shut up and write. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, together. And, and sort of uh, feed on each other's energy. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that can be a thing too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can also, you know, go somewhere else. Go to a library. Yeah. Universities have libraries. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And ten- typically people don't interrupt each other at libraries exactly. so much. They tend to sort of assume that you're there to work. Mm-hmm. Coffee shops work that way too. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. especially in Sweden. You don't talk to strangers in Sweden. No. So <laughs> you go sit on a bus. No, yeah. yeah. no one's going to bug you. <laughs> Although, I don't know, riding on a bus, I get car sick. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, but maybe someone, I, I heard someone say that I do a lot of writing in preparation in the car. I mean, not driving, but uh, writing. Uh, huh. So in the back, and, that, and I could never do that. That yeah. would be totally impossible for me. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I can work on trains. That's uh, possible. Airplanes. Airplanes are amazing. Are to work amazing. On. Yeah. I'm too tall to write. <laughs> to write oh on yeah. <laughs> so I always travel economy class. So. <laughs> <laughs> Going to conferences. If you're I do a small a person, yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No airplanes are are good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you actually don't have to interact if you don't. You you know if you're not in the mood. Just to order more peanuts. Yeah. yeah. And then or you another sit beer. There and you're wonderfully important. Uh, and you you right away yeah but offices are quite <clears throat> funny places really i don't know if you've uh, seen this ted talk by jason freed called uh, why work doesn't happen at work <laughs> i have yeah mm-hmm. but remind me it's been a long time yeah it's it's very funny uh, apparently he's working with uh, efficiency mm-hmm. 
and he's uh, asking people, uh, you know, if we, when you really need something uh, to get something done, what do you do? And people always answer that they, they go to a coffee shop or a yeah. library, uh, they go sit on a train or something like that. But n- nobody says that they go to, to the, the office, office. <laughs> which is really ironic because you, you build offices uh, to, to create a productive space. You, yeah. you fill them with uh, meeting rooms, uh, internet access, computers and so on. Uh, but people uh, don't uh, seem to get any any work done when they're in the office, and when he asks them, and you know the reasons, uh, it boils down to the M and M's that he calls them uh, meetings and managers, the yeah. uh, constant sources <laughs> the of M&Ms. interruptions. Yeah, in the office. Uh, uh, meetings are the bane of my existence. Yeah. yeah. Well, actually, I actually get a lot of stuff done in my office, but yeah. I shut the door. You, so I, you can shut your door. I can shut I, my door. I work in an open mm. landscape where yeah. we have desks and bookshelves, but no mm. walls. No, and no doors. Possible. Yeah. But yeah. Ev- even if there are doors, it's very, for Thank us, you. it's very unswedish behavior to close your door. Yeah, it's true. I yeah. know, but I do that yeah. to focus. Yeah. So then I actually do shut the door uh, so that I can focus completely. I've, I've just recently started doing this. I, I thought it was sort of rude uh, to do it, but mm-hmm. then I realized that, oh, hey, mm-hmm. if I do it, I, I don't get interrupted by, because I'm curious as well. So if people yeah. are <laughs> talking about stuff in the whole, or it's interesting stuff, then, mm-hmm. then I get distracted. What I'm working on right now is, is reprogramming my instinct to whenever I'm bored for a second, check my email, check my Facebook, mm-hmm. check Instagram. There's nothing there for me. Mm. There's nothing that I need mm-hmm. in no. any of those places. They just waste time. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay. yeah. So it's partly it's about discipline, mm-hmm. uh, just, I mean, trying to reprogram your brain. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, there are some practical tricks that you can use it's as true. well. Uh, so, for example, the email clients, yeah. it doesn't have to be on it's true. the whole time. I mean, you can, you can actually close down that program. It's, yeah. it's, it's, it's possible. What a thought. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> so sometimes I think back to the, to the days before, even before I was a PhD student, when when uh, I mean, when you look at old movies mm-hmm. uh, from the 70s, 80s, uh, you see in office buildings how there were people employed just to carry mail around yeah. in the offices. And it sounds very, you know, old fashioned and, and, and primitive. But really what happened was that uh, you had your uh, correspondence delivered once a day. Once mm-hmm. a day yeah. You would spend a limited time taking yeah. care of, uh, of your uh, mail and then you would spend the rest of your working day. Working, working. Yeah. yeah, which is something that is, I mean, rarely, <laughs> rarely done nowadays. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what's crazy? So I, I was sending out some mass email to a whole bunch of people that I've never met. Um, and, or maybe it was not a mass email. Anyway, it was a PhD student here at LTH anyway, mm-hmm. who, who has an auto reply on her email. That is, I check my email on Thursdays between <laughs> nine and noon or something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you want to get in touch with me before Thursday, call me. Yeah. I was like, you are a brave mm-hmm. lady. Yes. Wow. Like, it also depends, I guess, uh, how yeah. many emails you get. But I mean, what an amazing mm, thing. Don't yeah. send me emails. No. Don't spam me with this stuff because I know, I, I, I believe that people who know her won't bother sending her emails mm. unless not. it can wait. Yeah. But that discipline, mm. you know, you, you check it once a day. And you, because you get these people that send you an email from the office next door. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then crazy. if you don't reply within five seconds, they will, they will come into your office. Did you get my email? Yeah. 
It's like, just come talk to me instead. Mm. Ugh. Yeah, no, emails are crazy. I mean, you, yeah, you lose, um, it's like losing sleep or staying mm. connected. Yeah. You, know, you get yeah. more stupid. Yeah. yeah. By the email. So turn your email client off is really the simple yeah, mm. and the bare minimum that is that I find uh, just turn those that notification sound off, yeah, so that's that true. it doesn't bing every time. Yeah, because but do you that's know what the that stimulus. Is? That's uh, the dopamine hit, right? Mm-hmm. That's that kick of oh, like, oh, yeah. someone likes me. Yeah, someone exactly. wants something yeah. from yeah. me. Mm-hmm. It's the same thing when you get a, a notification on your phone that someone liked something you posted on social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's a dopamine kick that yeah. we want more and more and more of. So yeah. we look for it. Mm-hmm. It's an d- uh, addiction. It is. Yeah. Mm. It is actually. And and it, if it's a habit that you sort of you know you you do this every every time, then it's really difficult to break because your body, your mind, everything is getting used to this. So it's sort of like speaking a language. You use the you use the structures that you always used, and and they really roll off your tongue. And this behavior also really just rolls off, <laughs> definitely <laughs> like a habit. Yeah. yeah. So it's difficult to break. Mm-hmm. And what about the phone? If the phone is mm. interrupting, mm. turn it you? off. Ooh, yeah, yeah, you can turn it off. Yeah. Airplane well, I mode. Have ch- I have children, so uh, you know, in yeah. case they get sick, so I need I need it to be on for that reason. So what like. I like is at least my phone has a do not disturb function, mm-hmm. but you can also set it so that it doesn't activate do not disturb for specific people calling. Mm. So mm. I could put you could put your kids yeah. on the like or the, the, school, the yeah. exception for do not disturb or yeah. the school. Yeah. yeah. So that then you know. But the thing with Do Not Disturb as well, at least mine, is that if the same person calls within three minutes, twice, calls and then calls back within mm. three minutes, the Do Not Disturb interprets that as this is an emergency. <laughs> so they put the call through. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, the point anyway, is, yeah. turn your phone off. Yeah. yeah. We don't need our phones all the time. There are tools. Yeah. Or at least reasons. not for that time yeah. that you want yeah. to focus. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. Which may be like 45 minutes anyway. Yeah. When you sit down to write for a limited time and mm-hmm. during that time you don't want to be interrupted. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Even by things that you uh, inflict on yourself, such like such as, uh, I mean, when you're writing, uh, all of a sudden you find uh, the need to go online to check a fact or, mm-hmm. you know, find mm-hmm. a paper or something Look like that. Look up a reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then get lost because there are other references that you, and it's so interesting. And then there's and other And then paper. six hours later, and, you're yeah. reading the reference of a reference yeah. times 10 yeah. and you don't even remember what the original thing you went to look for was. Because exactly. everything was so interesting. Mm. Yeah. So I, I think that's just procrastination. Yeah. That, it could be, yes. <laughs> but, but really, if you don't, if you're not, uh, you know, vigilant yeah. against mm. this, then you, you could easily be completely sidetracked from, mm. from writing and, and not getting anything done. done totally. Mm-hmm. Uh, and... So what I do when I feel the urge to go online to check something is to just write a little comment in the text. So uh, check this later and then continue writing. Yeah, yeah. I do that too. Uh, mm. I do that a lot. Uh, and sometimes even if uh, I know that there's another paragraph perhaps or another at least another comment uh, from s- some study that I read somewhere, uh, then I just make a short summary. So here I want to say something about this paper uh, and this sort of argument, uh, it's necessary to incorporate it here. But I don't remember exactly how. So rather than just going there, I stick to my storyline because otherwise I will be sidetracked. You get distracted. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I get distracted. I think an important point about that too is 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 being able to distinguish between times when you were writing to generate content mm-hmm. and times when you were revising. So yeah. getting out of that mentality of, but I got to get it right the first time. Yeah. Mm-hmm not being stuck in the wording has to be right, the reference mm-hmm. has to be right, everything mm-hmm. has to be right because I don't want to have to go back and revise. Yeah. That takes longer mm-hmm. than just generating a bunch of stuff mm-hmm. and then going in mm-hmm. and refining it. Yeah, yeah. sure. Important yeah. point.
what about writing at different times then? I mm, mean, yeah. Uh, you know, it, one thing is that the office might be less busy at certain times, but mm-hmm. people have different rhythms. Right, yeah, or writing mm. clocks. And I, I find that um, there's there's some research saying that you're the most productive, uh, supposedly, uh, in late morning hours. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Everybody? In, yeah, I don't think that goes for everyone. I'm not I'm sure. sure you get a lot uh, of anecdotes yeah. saying, no, not no, me. No. So for me, uh, so, so this research said that, um, and I don't know the quote, I don't know, I don't know who said it, but said that, you know, between t- 10 and 12, perhaps, because you've had your breakfast and so, but it depends on when you had your breakfast, I guess. And mm-hmm. for me, it's between seven and nine. Mm-hmm. I know that if I get up early, and just sit down and I have sort of, you know, you talked about that curve earlier, I, I get 20 minutes, and then avoid checking emails at that point mm. because then I get stuck in the emailing but I just ignore the email and I sit down and I think about what I need to write and I start warming up and then I write for 40 minutes till between seven and say eight that's my peak hour I know that mm. uh, and uh, so I can plan mm-hmm. uh, I'm accordingly. sure that some people like better to write late in the evenings so. yeah. my husband's like yeah. that he, yeah. he when he was in school it was like from maybe like 11 till 1, I think. Mm. Crazy hours. Hours mm. where my brain is done. Yeah. Mm. And it doesn't even matter if I've had a, a chilled out day of nothing at yeah. all. By around 9.30, 10 o'clock at night, my brain's just like, see ya. I have I'm to going have to bed a now. vicious deadline. Yeah. And I have to, you know, something like I need terrified. to have... Te- ter- yeah, yeah. <laughs> horrified. Like teaching. I need to, to have this sort of PowerPoint ready for a class of, say, 50 people tomorrow morning at 8 yeah. o'clock. Then maybe my brain works past 9 o'clock. Yeah. But other than that, it's just totally checked out, even after eight Mm. in the evening. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do anything. I want to watch uh, Netflix movies and stuff like that. Which is a perfectly reasonable thing to do in the evening, (laughs) I think. Yeah. If if you don't stay up all night watching the next episode and the next episode. And you don't get up in the morning to get the writing done. (laughs) We won't talk about what I did last weekend. (laughs) But there's something funny about that, uh, 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 which is, I mean, it's common to... If you look at social media, mm. uh, t- uh, TV series these days, and mm-hmm. uh, you know YouTube, my mm-hmm. son watches YouTube, and and I mean it's different from uh, when you're reading a book, for example, or yeah. you're watching a movie where mm. you come to the end of a chapter or the end of the movie, and there's a prompt that now you you this is the end. Mm. Now yeah. you, <laughs> you can do something else. Yeah. Uh, but there's in these uh, new media, there is no there's no yeah. end. You can it binge just goes watch on and that on. continuous yeah. feed. Yeah. 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 And that can really eat into your uh, night time sleep. Yeah. So, so 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 Tim Urban, who writes the blog Wait But Why, has this great post um, that has to do with spending your time. And what he does is he says, for if 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 you accept that we sleep about eight hours, mm-hmm. that means we've got about sixteen hours. And I'm not sure how the math exactly works out, but it, the estimate is a, approximately um, in ten minute chunks, you've got a hundred ten minute chunks in a day. Mm-hmm. And what I'm afraid to start doing, but think would be really healthy, is to to break up those ten minute like track how you spend your time. Mm. You know, if oh, I spend dangerous. half an hour Oof. on social media, I have used 3% or no, it's got to be more than that. I'm not sure exactly what the math works out to be, but I've used a chunk of my time. Mm. That time I'm not getting back. Mm-hmm. So what if I had refocused and then worked on like front loading my day with all of the stuff that I have to get done so that by the evening I have a choice. Mm-hmm. 
Mm. And then, yeah, and then making sure that you have pauses as well, yeah. because it's and, and getting sleep. So yeah. it's important to not stay up all night and and then have those ten minutes or or for, for me like the forty minute of total focus. Yeah. After that, I really need a break. Yeah. And then forty eight minutes. For, no, it's forty minutes. <laughs> forty eight minutes and twelve seconds. No, no, I know it's it's roughly forty minutes. It's uh, I just know myself. Yeah. I know that mm. then at that time I just need a break. It doesn't well, have to and, be very long. Like a break, a break is actually part of the work. We talked about that earlier. Yeah. But your brain mm. processing something subconsciously mm-hmm. while you take a break. I think that that's an important aspect of this thing. Yes. That helps focus. Yeah. And if you look at that uh, efficiency or the focus yeah. curve that I talked about initially, yeah. I mean it doesn't really. St- you get up to this. High, high level of focus, but it, it doesn't stay there indefinitely. Yeah. No. After a while, it will start to drop off, mm-hmm. and that's a, a good time to to stop writing and, and taking that break. And that it's probably forty minutes in your case. Yeah, it's about the same time for me. Yeah. Um, and uh, well, some, some is it Rowena Murray who wrote this yeah. book about she, writing snacks? Well, she's got she's got a couple of books. Yeah, maybe even more than a couple. She's got several books. Um, she's this this academic writing. A guru, who um, who talks about something called serial writing. So, as opposed to binge writing, where mm-hmm. you say, "This week I'm going to write," and I'm going to get up. I'm not even. I'm just going to like stock my fridge with frozen meals, and mm-hmm. I'm just going to write. That can work sometimes. That does allow you to get up into the flow. Mm-hmm. That focus thing, if you are able to do it, it's really draining. Mm-hmm. But it's also something that takes. A lot of time, and if you have interruptions, then suddenly you lose that. So her idea of a snack is, in contrast to binge eating, you have snacks. Mm. Um, in contrast to binge writing, you snack write. And in her experience, in her system, it's about 90 minutes is an ideal snack from start to finish. Mm-hmm. But that snack involves um, a warm-up, mm-hmm. actually writing for a short amount of time to focus to start to get direction in what it is that you're going to do. It involves specific and quantitative goals. So it involves learning how, um, how much you can produce if you want to generate text. Maybe if I'm going to write for 60 minutes, I know I can produce 1,000 words, mm-hmm. hmm. something like that. Mm. Um, and it involves summing things up at the end. Mm. Important. Yeah, so, yeah. so kind of like what you were talking about, your notes and your text, mm-hmm. Lena, mm-hmm. Um, all that thinking that you're doing while you're in that flow period, while you're really focused, um, don't lose that. Because mm. if you take a, if you stop, you know, if I'm, I'm tired or, or, or my timer has gone, well, but I, I, I don't want to lose this flow. Yeah, but you can come back to it if you summarize where you're at and where you're going and what you have to do next time mm. for yourself. So maybe you can actually reduce those 20 minutes of getting yeah. back into focus. But, you know, you, you need some time to get back into focus, but but you you can at least Definitely. reduce it, perhaps. Definitely. I heard the, the Swedish author, Jong Yu, has yeah. talked about his writing process. And he said that uh, he has a... Uh, well, he, uh, he he writes ten pages every yeah. day yeah. on an old-fashioned typewriter. Yeah, that's and amazing. That, when he gets to the end of those ten pa- pages, he stops. Huh. Uh, it, it could be in the middle of a sentence or in the middle of a word. Yeah. And uh, it sounds weird, but he says that the next day when he takes it up, he doesn't have to read the whole thing and get into the flow. And he just he's in the middle of the sentence. He just finishes the sentence, and then then is ah, that might actually be a trick. Yeah. <laughs> I feel That's like cool. that probably comes yeah. with practice, though. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you have trained your brain to work that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think Maybe it, a novice wrote. writer would need a little bit more structure probably. around that. 
I think he wrote 48 novels or something like that. So, so you know a little bit of experience. Yeah. But those 10 pages, at least, he produces, uh, and he's totally focused and, and probably not engaging in emails and, and phones and, and all that I sort of stuff. I don't know if he has email. <laughs> probably not, because he writes a typewriter. Uh, so, so but that's you, you probably know. deliberate, right? Yeah. If yeah. I'm on a typewriter, I don't have the internet. Yeah. No. And then, I mean, sometimes they say that women are uh, capable of multitasking, and, and then it's, it's, it's a myth, I think. I think it's a lie. I think it's a lie, too. I think it's just that we uh, women weren't allowed to sit down and actually focus. You know, you had to keep stuff on the... You had to keep stuff boiling on the stove, and you had to prepare kids for school. And, and it was that type of environment, practical, where you had to, to do all that sort of stuff. It's a different thing, sitting down and actually writing. Mm. Uh, so if, you know, if you pride yourself, and also sometimes you hear that, that kids nowadays, they're mm. able to watch a YouTube video and then listen to music and do their homework mm. at the same time. I, I don't believe in that either. But I think their focus is, it's their voluntary focus is shifting. And yeah. like, yeah. you know, landing yeah. on one thing for just a small amount of time. Mm. I don't think that they're absorbing... No as very much of any of those no, things. No. It's actually just it. bits and pieces, yeah. serial, serial focus. Yeah. Mm. Uh, but then you don't get into that focus that we want to get into when we're writing. So, no. uh, and I think there, there are some studies uh, of how people cope with, you know, doing several things at once. Mm. And it, it works for, uh, you know, a small group of people, I think maybe 5 10% mm. of mm-hmm. the population. They can actually do... You know, chew check. gum and walk at the same time. <laughs> yeah, like like uh, 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 talking on the phone uh, and driving at the same time yeah. without uh, you know Losing. crashing and killing yeah. someone. Exactly, yeah. but most people don't, mm. and it's ironic that I mean these days we're all uh, supposed to juggle so many balls at the same time, and mm-hmm. uh, we take pride in that. But mm-hmm. really, there's a lot of evidence saying that that really we're much less efficient. When we, when we do that. Mm-hmm. So and I, I would say that in something that is as cognitively demanding as mm. academic writing, mm-hmm. even if you can multitask with other mm-hmm. stuff, mm-hmm. maybe don't do it for this. No, exactly. Because you, you, know? can, you can knit and watch television. Yeah. Mm. You know, do something like that. Or you maybe even drive a car because it's sort of automatized. So if you, if you have uh, the, the sort of movements down mm-hmm. or even, you know, even they say in sports too, that you need to know all of these movements and how you, how you move to, in order to see the entire sort of, uh, game, mm. uh, in handball or in, or in soccer to, in order to make uh, the pass to someone and actually see that you need to be able to move in, a, in an automatized manner. Yeah. So sort of like typing, you know, you can do that too without thinking about it, but producing sentences and content and in academic that writing. That sounds it's, smart. Yeah. It's, uh, you have to be Smart on so many different levels at yeah. once when you're writing. Yeah. So do yourself a favor. Yeah. And don't be, live under the illusion that you can multitask when you're writing because yeah. chances are, you know. Mm. And at least chances are that you will really drop in, in efficiency yeah. then and, yeah. and not actually write or produce as much. It's so, that idea of monotasking, right? Yeah. Focusing closely on, on one, one thing, thing yes. just for now. I'm going to do this. I think there's a, there's a good TED talk about that too. I just probably don't sort of what you know uh, along with uh, slow cooking and yeah. and slow television or yeah. you know all of these slow things that are introduced now. <laughs> Definitely. So, but, so when you when during that writing snack, you should try to design uh, your writing snack so that you you take the pause when it's natural for your your attention to drop after mm. whatever, mm-hmm. whatever mm-hmm. time it might be. And and that's the time to take a break when mm-hmm. your your focus is dropped, and mm-hmm. not every time your email client. No, things. definitely. 
Uh, and by collecting all those notes about things that you have to check online, uh, you will actually be, be much more efficient in doing that as well because mm -hmm. you have several of those things to do at once, so you mm -hmm. don't have to multitask when you're doing oh, that. So, it, I mean, you're, you're using your time much more efficiently. And you can set that fact-checking or source-finding yeah. um, stuff up as a snack of its own. So a writing snack doesn't just have to be generating content. It can no. be working with text that you've already produced yeah. to turn it into something that's more polished and more ready to be mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. submitted to a, a different reader. Mm -hmm. yeah. mm -hmm. So when I do uh, a writing snack, I, I switch off my email clients. Mm -hmm. uh, I get a cup of coffee or whatever, you know, mm -hmm. go to the loo, anything that might otherwise interrupt me mm -hmm. <laughs> when I'm writing mm -hmm. yep. so that I can stay focused for my 45 minutes. Mm -hmm. Uh, and you write in the mornings, don't you? I write in the mornings because that's the, the time when I I have you know uh, no interruptions. But like mm -hmm. early in the morning too, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I do. Yeah. yeah, like you get up and write. I get up and write before breakfast, so that, that's fabulous. Uh, you know, my family is sleeping and nothing's happening around me. Uh, yeah, my son gets up the minute he hears. It's like I don't know. Uh, he he's, he shouldn't be. Supernatural yeah, powers. Super, I don't know. And then he's there, and then he watches YouTube clips, and I'm writing away. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> And did you mention that you set a goal before the writing snack? Yeah, so, so according to Romy, Rowena Murray's approach anyway, mm. is, that, is that effective snack writing is based around specific and quantitative goals. Mm. So I will um, fully describe the research problem that I am tackling mm -hmm. and I will produce 1,000 words yeah. or 500 words yeah. or whatever. Um, but it's a combination of both so that you can get a sense of your progress. Yeah. And it also, I think, helps you prioritize a little bit because if you, say, only want to write 500 words, mm -hmm. um, you might even go into a little bit of revision. I may now be twisting Rowena Murray's advice. Mm -hmm. um, I would have to go in and read her books again. But the idea being um, it's a combination of what you write and how much you produce to mm -hmm. then have material to work with. Mm -hmm. But there's a psychology to that as well mm -hmm. because you... If you decide on a realistic goal, mm. Yeah. Um, mm. then you will feel satisfied yeah. when you finish. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, instead of just binge writing and you, mm. you know that when you start, you sit down, sit down to write yeah. and you know, I'm writing my thesis. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then you binge write for eight days <clears throat> and you still have most of your thesis to yeah. write and you will just feel very dissatisfied with, yep. with the progress. But if you set a realistic goal, you will have the good uh, feeling of, of, mm. of actually achieving something. They talk about this in training as well, you yeah. know, just uh, uh, in, in uh, physical exercise that uh, you, you're not, you don't want to run a marathon the first thing you do. No. Because <laughs> no. you're going to not ever want to do it again. Yeah. Well, and, and, and uh, when you set realistic goals, when you set smaller, more attainable goals and you succeed at those mm -hmm. goals, yeah. then you build Instant up what's called your, no, you build up what's called your self-efficacy, yeah, which right. is your belief in, in your ability to be able to do something. And that means that the next time you do something similar, you can do it a little bit more mm -hmm. or mm -hmm. be a little bit mm -hmm. more challenged mm -hmm. by the task. Mm -hmm. And so you can actually expand the, 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 the range of goals that feel attainable to yourself yeah. Gradually over time, and this self-efficacy is one of the you know most important things in pedagogy. Totally, you, yeah, you really want to have that feeling that you can do it. If if you don't, yeah, uh, then you're not going to have that sort of voluntary motivation or voluntary mm -hmm. focus at all. All right. So today we talked about uh, different kinds of interruptions and mm -hmm. how to handle them, mm. and. Uh, you know, involving all these uh, practical things of switching off your email clients and so on, and the 
most clever tr uh, trick of them all is to to use the uh, the the writing stack. I think. Mm -hmm. uh, do you have any closing comments or? I think just one comment that I find that I can focus longer when I uh, polish my text, you know, when, mm. when I revise yeah. it than when I produce it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I agree. You have something to work with. Yeah, so, th so it's so much. all the more important to actually get that content on paper. Yeah, and produce the raw material. Yeah, and stay focused, do the writing snacks, and then maybe you can actually focus for, for longer chunks of time mm -hmm. uh, when, you're, uh, when you're revising it. Yeah. And I tend to think sort of, you know, like, I, why am I doing this? And, and if, I'm, if I'm not in the headspace to do it, it doesn't work always, but I, I tend to sort of try and give myself the space to say, this is not my day to do this writing. Mm -hmm. um, if it's something that is particularly important or that I, that I know I need to really work, emphasize. Yesterday, I was having a really hard time focusing, and so I focused on painting my ceiling. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because that was something that I felt like I could do at that point. Or other things that you need yeah. to do. Yeah. Uh, maybe giving feedback, yeah. uh, or if you do that, or or maybe you can just set up uh, an Excel sheet of something. I mean, yeah. working with your data. Don't go into the black hole of social media and wasting time. Just no. because you're having trouble focusing on one task doesn't mean that you couldn't focus on a different task. The more I think about focus and the importance of focus in writing is that... Um, it sort of boils down to bringing a spirit of Zen mm. to your writing <laughs> life in the sense that in order to get the most out of your writing, you need to be fully present in the moment and, and to actually focus on, on, on what you're doing. So I thought it would be appropriate to end this episode by a quote by a good old uh, Zen profile, Alan Watts. And you're supposed to uh, do this in British English. I don't think <laughs> I can do that. Uh, but he said, this is the real secret of life. Uh, to be completely engaged uh, with what you're doing in the here and now. And instead of calling it work, realize it is play. Mm. So uh, until next time. Thanks for listening. Now go write something. This podcast is a little passion project of ours, but we don't know anything about audio studio recording stuff. We are endlessly grateful to Stefan Lindström for all his help with our recordings. Without his help and the wonderful video studio that he runs, we you wouldn't be able to listen to all of our brilliant ramblings. Thanks, Stefan. <laughs>